gameplay in Adventures of Lolo is methodically paced. You need to stop and examine how everything in a stage works before proceeding. But then, when you do proceed, you can pretty easily die if your timing isn't right. This time, we've got two examinations of puzzle pacing aimed at breaking down Adventures of Lolo on different levels. Tonight, on the Commune Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Commune Podcast. This week we will be discussing the Skype UI and the Adventures of Lolo. Uh, but before getting into all that, I'd like to ask, Shouty, how have you been doing? Uh, been doing well, thank you. Alright. And uh, yourself, how have you been doing? Memorial Day weekend, so I've been doing barbecue. Oh, okay. That's an adjective. That's that's a state of being. Zanrio, <laughs> um, how have you been doing? Ah, uh, great. It's vacation, so I've just been slacking off, playing games, drawing comics. It's uh, it's vacation in Europe. Uh, no, uh, no, that's my out. school has early vacation, oh. so. Oh, right. oh my god. Are you an idiot? Sometimes. <laughs> I moonlight. Um, Shouty, what games have you been playing? Um, just before the uh, the podcast, I've been playing Pikmin 3 again. Oh, nice. Is this your second time? Yeah. What, uh, what spurred you to replay it? Uh, I don't know, I just really like the game. It's probably my favorite Wii U game, so I don't know why not to play it again. And it's been a while, too. Okay. Have you learned anything from your replay? Not particularly. Not about myself or the game. (laughs) So what did you learn that wasn't about yourself or the game? (laughs) That sometimes the game will pause when I... Unpause after I pause when I sit on the gamepad. For no reason. That's a good feature. Now I wasn't I wasn't gonna play it before, <laughs> but now I might. Good. It's one of those Kojima meta gaming things. So yourself, what games have you been playing? I actually just started up Mega Man Five, uh, the Game Boy one. So that has been well. There was one crappy level, but then there was actually one really good level. So it's been a mixed bag. The the Neptune level is like a submarine level, and it does a really good job of using the submarine theme to come up with gimmicks that it also, like, steadily builds upon. Like, the first gimmick in the level is that the boat rises up and down, but it's not like a superficial thing like that normally is. There are actually enemies that are high up that are hard to attack unless the boat is at, like, the peak of its, uh, like, rising cycle. And then inside the boat, there are pipes along the walls, and if you accidentally shoot one, steam will come out and make an extra hazard for you. So it's like a combination of Blizzard Man's and Wave Man's stage. Uh, I don't know what's in Blizzard Man's stage. Well, he, he also has a rising and um, descending... Submarine that you walk on. Wasn't that Yamato oh, okay. Man? No, that was uh, that was Blizzard Man. Okay. What is Blizzard Man in? Six. Mega Man Six. Yeah, I don't remember Six that well. <laughs> does it? Does anyone? <laughs> I do. That's where it really drops off. For it's me. Got all the, but it's got all the cool robot masters based off of different nations of the yeah. world. Yeah, Turban Man. <laughs> it's the G Gundam Mega Man. Yeah. Exactly. And Zanriel, what games have you been playing lately? Recently, I uh, got a um, Klonoa for Game Boy Advance. Yes. Klonoa is so good. Not, yeah. Not available on the Wii U version console. So I checked it out and I like it. It's a fun game. So that's a puzzle game, right? Yeah. Platformer with some puzzle elements. Exactly, what yeah. kind of puzzles does it have? Do you push yeah. blocks? Do you gotta, like, take no, one item to another no, place? Uh, throwing stuff, or... Or, like, you oh. can uh, pick up enemies and throw them to jump higher, and sometimes you'll uh, try not to wear how to use blocks or enemies or whatever to jump 
tired to reach the other platform and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. all about using enemies to uh, traverse the environment or like to expand your movement capabilities. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a pretty neat twist. That's uh, some of my favorite moments in Lolo are when you have to play around with egging stuff and then <laughs> using enemies to block stuff. Yeah, that's, that's fun. And I know it's good when I don't get too annoyed about having to go back and forth a lot. So is that to say, like, you don't get annoyed when you get stuck? Um, no, uh, not like that, but, um, in many of the puzzles you kind of have to go back and forth a bit. I see. Like, you make... and... Yeah, the GBA ones are kind of... That's why I didn't like them as much as the console oh. ones. Okay. They yeah. uh, make you walk back and forth between rooms to, like, get a block or something. I think it's because they're dealing with less real estate on screen, basically. Yeah, true. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Still glad to hear First up, we're going to take a look at how everyone approaches stages individually in Adventures of Lolo. To clear a level, you need to collect all of the heart framers in that level. But when you do that, most of the level's enemies wake up, if they weren't already awake. So here, we talk about what went into the plans we devised and what steps we took to work around the potential enemy behavior. Xanrio, what was the stage where you got stuck and uh, you couldn't figure out what to do? Yeah, let me think. Um, yeah, stage 7-4. Okay. What was the solution to 7-4 that like you couldn't realize at first? Uh, just... It's really easy to I, explain. I guess <laughs> when I had to... Which arrows I had to go through and where to use those. I got blocks that spins them around. Yeah, that's the stage where you get two of those uh, arrow tile flippy power things. Yeah. And I just had a, had a hard time finding out where to push them to get the, the heart. I guess I'm, it is like a, a really cluttered stage and it's hard to get a general sense of which way the arrows are going to throw you. Uh, you see, the thing I didn't realize was that when I got the last off, the, the skull was going to move away, away so I could get to the a block that didn't block my way to the chest. Yeah, that's a stage where you have to plan for the skull waking up. Yeah. Okay. Yourself, what was a stage where you got stuck in, and you didn't know what to do at first? I got stuck on 6-3. That is a stage that has a green hoppy bunny, and it's, like, trapped in the corner, and that's an enemy that does its thing regardless of whether you've gotten all the hearts or not. Actually, looking at this stage, all the enemies will act up whether or not you've gotten all the hearts, so this has nothing to do with whether you've gotten them. So you have to sort of let it free... And then I knew that there was only, there are like Medusas that are trying to, uh, or that block your path to all the hearts and the key. And there's only one block to push in the way of the Medusas to clear your path. So I knew that there had to be some way to get the bunny thing, which stops if it touches you, to stop in front of the, one of the Medusas. But I really just, could not find a way to get it to trail me into the correct path, because there's only, like, a one-block path that it, you need to get it into. So, in the end, it turned out that I had forgotten, one, that the green stuff that you can walk into, or grass, I guess it is, the bunny won't follow you there. So you had to stand there. And then beyond that, uh, you have to figure out that the bunny is smart enough to find the block closest to you to stand on. So you have to stand in the grass 
next to the place where you want it to go, and it will follow to that location. So that's a puzzle that, like, has no precedent in the game. So I did not solve that at all. That was the only one that I actually went and looked up because I was just tired of trying to figure it out. When you say that has no precedent in the game, you mean how you got the bunny to follow you around the grass and piecing together that sequence of events? Actually, a lot of things in that uh, puzzle have no precedent. Trying to get the bunny to stop in a specific spot doesn't. Well, I guess that that's sort of related to an earlier puzzle where you have to, or you can get them to stop out of the way, but trying to get it to stop in the way of something is uh, new. And, yeah, trying to get it to follow to a specific location is, or based on where you are in the grass, is something that you have to learn about the behavior from this stage. It is worth noting that the grass, uh, it comes up pretty rarely in the game in general, and the only other time before that stage that it actually blocks an enemy uh, is on the second Armor. floor. It's armadillos, isn't it? Yeah, it's the armadillo guy on 2-5. So you're several floors away, and you have this really complicated enemy to deal with, and then like they bring up grass out of nowhere. Technically, you should have all of the pieces in place, but they're not introduced with any sense of order or grace towards the player. Um, so it's easy to see how someone would be able to forget just one of those things, and then be stuck forever on that puzzle. What it comes down to, though, is they do give you really enough to deduce that you need to use the enemy to block the Medusa. You can pretty quickly figure out there is a second block, but you're not going to get the second block into the right location. So you can figure out that you need to get the enemy to move there. So I think from that, even not knowing what the grass is, given an infinite amount of patience, the player probably could experiment enough that they would figure that out on their end. Yeah, the player is um, pretty confident with Medusa behavior, and blocks are pretty self-explanatory, just leaving the player with the question mark of the bunny guy to play around with. So, right, basically they just have to play the stage over and over again until they figure out what the hell is the deal with this bunny. And they can probably rediscover what the grass does, even if they don't know what that is. And if they can do that, then from there they can deduce the extra behavior that the bunny will move to the closest block to you if you're in a safe zone. Actually, regarding that last point, one neat aspect is that Enemies are pretty good at tracking you. Uh, like the skull guys pretty regularly take corners. Uh, like they don't take corners arbitrarily. They take ones that try to get them close to Lolo. So in general, the game has a neat sort of pathfinding thing going on based on how enemies see Lolo or where they think he might be. It's neat to play around with that. And then it's weird to have that juxtaposed against like Medusas that do nothing but kill you if you walk right in their path. Yeah, well, I think Medusas are part of the static puzzle element, whereas the tracking enemies lend to that action element, although you don't... It's not common that you actually have to deal with the action, but in a level like 2-5, you can use the action element to get away from the skulls. Yeah. is where there's, That's where the smarter enemies come into play, where you have to observe their behaviors. Okay. I think we got that buttoned up. Shouty, what was the stage where you got stuck and you didn't know what to do at first? What to do at first or what to do at all? Well, I'm I'm assuming you have beaten this stage, so you eventually figured out what to do. No, I looked it up. Oh, okay. So what was that stage? Uh, 5-3. 5-3. And uh, what got you stuck on 5-3? I, I just couldn't figure out what to do in what order because... They're almost snakies on the left side of the wall. And it's like, I felt kind of distracted and disoriented by all these different things. 
that's interesting that Lolo does some sometimes like to do that. Like uh, with what Zanrio said, there's that one puzzle with all the arrow tiles, and it's just. Uh, well, at least that's a maze, and that's just one thing you have to do. You have to get through. It's like it's just the maze you have to get through. But here in five three, there are these snakies on all along the left side. It's like, what's the point of that? What what is that there for? Yeah, this is like one of the really like flashy puzzles that ends up having a pretty simple solution. Yeah, that's what just, I thought. Like, you just have to do the repeat the same thing over and over again to get rid of them. That's how they get you, I guess, that there are infinite variations of what you can do, but actually you just take a really simple approach to it. What is it? You just get the heart and then kill the snake and then get the next heart and then kill the next snake? Yeah. It's like you do the simplest thing possible. Yeah, but then what I had issue with was trying to get enough hearts so I can uh, egg the skulls so they don't get me. I don't think you have to egg the skulls, do you? Well, they'll trap you if you don't. They'll they'll corner you in before you can get the treasure chest. Isn't there a way to trap them with the block? No, because you got to get... You, you gotta, you, that has to be clear. If you trap them with a block, you'll be blocked in yourself. No, but you, you leave the heart in the middle to last. If you look at where the chest is, you leave the heart directly to the left of the chest for last. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never, what? you can do oh. that. Oh. Oh god. That's crazy. What about that oh. snakey there? You, you should have enough eggs to move him out of the way. Alright. Yeah, because if you have enough egg shots to egg the skulls, then if you yeah. don't egg the skulls, you will have enough to take care of the snakies. Oh, yeah. My rule is pretty much never egg skulls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like an extreme last resort. The game almost always gives you a way not to have to do that. Hmm. <clears throat> Play Eggerland, then. <laughs> Hey, was that Edgar Man or Edgar Land? <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have an extreme amount of respect for skulls, and I would never do something like that. You wouldn't desecrate. <laughs> exactly. You, you wouldn't desecrate a, a dead body like that. It's like, sort of a, a birth and death thing, isn't it, there? Putting a skull in an egg. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it makes it even more vile. And... Wario fan, what was a puzzle where you got stuck and you didn't know what to do? Four or five. But um, that's the uh, the symmetrical one with the uh, pink dinos lined up in the middle there. There's there's snakies on the corners. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Medusas up top. My problem was that I was, uh, I was going about everything in the wrong order of operations here. See, my, I was, you know, uh, trying to go get the one in the upper right corner and then just sort of arrange it so I can safely pass over to the upper left corner and then try to arrange it so that I can get the middle one and go back down while doing that trick where you just trick the dinosaurs to do the fire but also escaping so you can just run past it. See, I, my problem was I saved the middle one for last, but uh, when when I could have just gotten it in the middle and saved me the trouble. Okay, so it was uh, the symmetry got you to thinking, oh, I want to do the middle part last, but... Right. Yeah, they do visual tricks like that, because I thought, I did the same thing, and you can get the middle one last, but it's a trickier solution. But yeah, I like that they use visual stuff like that, that misleads you. Like, you want to, once you do the right side, you're like, okay, I'll do the left side the exact same way. And you don't think to go to the middle first. I feel stupid, too. (laughs) (laughs) Symmetry in general is one of this game's neat tricks where sometimes you'll need to do the same thing on both sides. Sometimes uh, just doing it on one side is fine, and you can do it on the other, but you don't need to. And then sometimes, like with 4 or 5, doing it symmetrically is actually kind of bad for you. Mm. Or requires more effort. Yeah, it does. Requires more precision. Yeah. Okay, so on to the next question. Um, Sanrio, I was wondering if there were any stages where 
you had trouble completing the stage, but you knew exactly what you had to do. Yes, stage nine three. All right. And uh, what got you stuck there? Well, um, one of sleeping enemies kept falling asleep, where it will block me from clearing the level. Uh, otherwise, I knew exactly what I had to do, where I had to go, and everything, but therefore, stopped me. Yeah, outrunning those guys is super stressful. Yeah, I actually wanted to bring up 9-3 for that same reason, that... It's really easy just to mess up tricking those guys into the, into the right place, and then they're asleep in the middle of the floor and you can't get a heart framer now. Yeah. Did you find any tricks in general for helping you to deal with them, or was it just straight-up practice walking around them? Yeah, just practice. Oh. I didn't have difficulty with this stage. I, I just went on the grass and waited for them to come. Well, you have to get to the grass first, though. Yeah, oh, that's grass. I'm talking about the one on the. I'm talking about the long spread on the left, or that little tiny tile on the right. Yeah, the one on the left. Yeah, you just go go down and get the heart frame, and then go back up. Yeah, that's that's what I did. <coughs> and then you gotta get one of them in front of the goal, and in the upper right corner. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, and you beat the level. You make it sound easy. <laughs> this is one of the easiest later stages I've had to deal with. Well, it kept blocking that part to the right in the middle-ish. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, fair enough. Nine one was a lot easier. The one where you just had to yeah, outrun the Alma. Yeah. That one's a little tricky because you only get the two-tile window there. You just gotta lure it. Uh, on that loop. Yeah. And go around it and then do it again. It's really easy. <laughs> Not the rest of the stages were going to be this easy towards the end. But then they give you something like 9-5 where I have to use... I have to like push things half tiles. A half tile length. And that's just... I don't know what that is. That's too meta for me. I don't know how I feel about the half tile thing. Uh, did anyone have any feelings on it? In yeah. general? In general. Well, yes. A lot of times I got stuck or, or got killed or stuff because <laughs> I simply <laughs> moved half tile instead of whole tile. Yeah. That it, was it, real annoying. It definitely made walking harder. Like, it kind of, this is like stupid speculation, but they could have had their cake and eaten it too. If they just added, like, a run button where you walk full tiles. Uh, but, yeah, for the action it was annoying, but I did like it for the puzzles. It was one of those elements that uh, made you think outside the box because it's not directly visually telegraphed ever. You have to parse the level to a degree beyond the immediate grid that you're looking at. So I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I like what was using those few puzzles, but otherwise it was just annoying. So. Yeah, as as nice as it is for the puzzles, it did come up a lot more with the action because it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shouty, what was a stage where you knew exactly what you needed to do, but you had trouble doing it? Or was there not such a stage? Yeah, that's a lot harder to remember. Um, Especially if the action came easier to you than to some of yeah, us. It's usually that the action, not the hardest part of this game I've found. I've got one if you want to thank Shadi for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, 7-2 for me. Because... I thought this was a good example, because it's not one where I was actually having trouble running away from stuff. I just kept, like, rashly doing it wrong. Where, this one may have multiple solutions, because there are definitely a lot of boxes there. But the way I was doing it was using those three boxes at the beginning and moving them, like, a little bit at, at a time to give myself cover from the uh, 
Don Medusas that move up and down the left side of the lo- left and right side of the level, so that I could uh, get closer to the Medusa in the middle, and then move the boxes up to where I wanted them to. I don't know. I think block the right side of the Medusa, and then maybe the dragon or something. I don't remember exactly. Oh, I had to want move one over to block the Don Medusa as well. But yeah, that one was one where you had to make a lot of gradual movements while going back into cover. So it's your stealth stage, so to speak. And it was just kind of a pain. I I probably got killed on that one more than any other stage. Yeah, that, uh, like with any regular Medusa or one of the dragons, you can put a block in one place and then you don't have to worry, but... Adam Medusa is a forever shifting challenge. What I'm having trouble with though is like, I don't even know how you did that because I just trapped the Dom Medusas in their corners at the bottom. Oh. Um, then, oh right, because they can't shoot through rocks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. Oh, that's so, Every time I think, like, this is the last <laughs> level with multiple solutions, there is then a letter, later level that can be solved different ways. No, I went and got the hearts right away, and then I moved the right block all the way to the right and trapped the Don Medusa upwards. I pushed it all the way up, ah. and then I moved the... Middle block, like, I used the middle and left block to give me cover from the left on Medusa. I moved them a little bit at a time and, like, ran backwards if I needed to. So, obviously, I was just missing a a really obvious solution because I was using those rocks for cover but not thinking to trap them there. And, yeah, then I moved one of the blocks up to block the Medusa because later on... This is really hard to envision in my head because there is so much block moving. He's one of the blocks that blocked the Medusa. The little gray guy just wandered around the whole time and never got close to me. I honestly, (laughs) I had a hard time figuring out what their movement pattern is because he would always, sometimes he would even stop right next to me without attacking me. So, uh, just as an aside before you... you... Go on. Uh, yeah, Shaddy, do you know their behavior in specific? Oh. I know that they'll only charge up and down vertically. Right. If they see you. But if you, like, move a good distance from them, they'll just wander around. But their, their main impediment that they try to inflict upon you is that they block you in and you have to restart. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much their entire shtick. Huh. Yeah, well, anyway, um, I did it. I don't feel like trying to figure out how I moved every last block around. It was a pain. But yeah, I, I got Long story short. <laughs> it sure sounds like a pain, yeah. <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to say on, on 7-2? Uh, no, I just wanted to make the point about stealth. Okay. Shaddy, did you have a level you wanted to discuss for that question? No, I think the action came onto me quite easily in this game, because you could always block the Don Medusas no matter what. Okay. You could always get them out of the picture, if you knew how. There's always a way to make them uh, trivial. Yeah. This isn't Eggerland. <laughs> oh, God. This this definitely is not Eggerland. And I played through quite a bit of levels from Eggerland, and there are levels that require you to be agile. So... Next question. Um, I was wondering, Wario fan, when you start up a stage and, and you see all the level elements before you and you try to start piecing together a solution, what are some just general steps you take in trying to figure out the first thing you're going to do? Uh, just uh, be careful where I step because I don't want to, you know, put a box in a corner or something and realize, oh, crap, I needed that. There's no undo button, so yeah, you have to make sure every step counts. But there is a kill button. Yeah, there is. 
it really uh, makes evident how tri- like trivial the live system is. I'm I'm very concerned for Lolo. Uh, you know, I I don't want to see the poor guy commit suicide, and it's just for not solving a puzzle here. You know. I don't know. It looks kind of funny. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder how he does it when he does it. That's what I was like. Yeah. Is he taking a cyanide pill? <laughs> Does he come equipped with, or like whenever he invades one of these castles or whatever, does he always bring a supply? I think like it's a just, whole bottle of cyanide. I think it's just the biological function of Lolo. <laughs> you can you can self destruct. <laughs> All his nerve cells just go poof. He's a Pokemon. That's what? like the uh... yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's Voltorb. <laughs> he is round, so it's pretty much a Voltorb with limbs. An so, evolution of Voltorb, as it were. Electro-low? <laughs> <laughs> is that to say, Wario fan, that you didn't have much use for experimentation? I think, you know, I, I'm kind of a, kind of the mindset where <laughs> I, I really want to know the answer. I, I really want to know that I can know the answer, the solution, uh, really quickly. And I get kind of frustrated easily if I don't. So, I mean, like like I said on on four or five, the uh, the symmetrical throne room that was really cheesing me off that I couldn't uh, solve it the way I wanted to, and then I found out oh, there's an alternate solution. I did not realize I could do that. So it took you a while to get to the place where you were experimenting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Shouty, what steps do you take when you when you plan out how to attack a stage? I try to determine where I won't die. Okay. Like, I try to get as many heart frames as I can without dying. Or try to determine which one, get, getting which ones last, will uh, lead me to my death if there's a nearby skull or goal. So part of this is envisioning uh, enemy behavior before they can do anything? Mm-hmm. I found myself doing that a lot with Medusas, just because... Uh, it's really easy just to put a cross over the screen where a Medusa is and oh. picture that as the death space. Yeah, but Medusas you can uh, obstruct. Yeah. Yeah, so a truncated cross, then that's to cover the whole screen. Um, so, Shadi, I was wondering, piggybacking off that question, what use did you make of experimentation? I don't like experimentation. <laughs> Trial and error bores me, but... I guess most of the time it makes itself evident. So I didn't think I needed that much experimentation to solve most of these puzzles, unless I got stumped. Yeah, when you get stumped, experimentation is the only way you're going to find out that, like, snakies respawn in their old spot. Just by being bored and deciding to kill one. Yeah. I think I'll just uh, lay myself a new egg and become bored again. (laughs) Sanrio? Oh, yeah. Wait. Go ahead. Hello? Go on, Shouty. I was just going to say, I'd sooner ponder why there are these slug-like creatures called snakies than experiment with anything in this stage. They're snake-like. They're snaky. But they're not they're like slugs. They're not snakes. They're snakey. Snake-esque. They're more like slugs. Why aren't they called sluggies? It's an adjective. No, they are slugs, but they're snakey slugs. <laughs> That's racist. Uh, so, Zanrio, um, yeah. what steps did you take when you were planning out how to approach a stage? Well, I guess most of the time I just try to quickly look over the stage, trying to figure out what I could do and where I could go safely and how I could block the enemies. I see. So you would look at um stuff like blocks you could push into Medusa's ways and stuff like that. Yeah. Figuring out where you could take an advantage. Um, and also uh, what half I could get from the start. Okay. And what what use did you make of experimentation? Yeah, and... When I got stuck, then that's the only thing I could try. Plus, while I did 
look around the stage, I didn't always like plan off the whole rules I would also. So I guess I tried experimenting a bit with what to do and which orders to things in. That's an important point. There are often several first steps you can take that will not kill you, but then you have to replan from there, and it's hard to see a couple steps in the future and plan perfectly, so... uh Yeah. It's kind of like you have to stop and replan every couple of steps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yourself, what steps did you take when you were planning out how to approach a stage? As Shouty mentioned, I typically the first thing I looked at was what art I'm going to get last. That was usually the key element in my strategy uh, because that was always going to be the least flexible aspect of the stage. So working back from there, basically working them backwards, you can, or I found that I could get from, you know, the least flexible part of the design to the the most uh, open-ended. So if I saw, you know, that the last, or there was a heart right next to a skull, I would know that, you know, rule that out as the last one. Uh, but just by process of elimination, figure out which one to get last. And then if to get that one, I had to put a block in front of a Medusa, then I would rule out using that block anywhere else in the stage and know that that block is going to have to sit in front of that Medusa. And is that just, to, yeah. Is that to say you worked backwards from the final step? Yeah, pretty much. It's easier to do in some stages than others, and it's one of those things that, as you just kind of touched on, it is sort of iterative in that I didn't always work backwards from the very last step so much as I had one objective at any point in time and would work backwards as to how to get to that. Like, in a stage where there are a whole bunch of arrows on the ground, like 5-5, if I know I need to get through a certain set of arrows, I don't look at what my next, what one next block I'm going to walk onto is. I look at what the next area I need to get into is, and then what arrow block will take me there, and then work backwards from that. And then that pieces together a larger strategy of what larger areas I need to get to. That sounds like a more successful uh, style of play than what I did, where oftentimes I would just like think of the next immediate heart frame I could get, and then the last one would just happen to be right next to a skull, or I would just happen to be trapped in an arrow blockade, and then I would have to restart the stage with a wider vision and, like, look nine tiles ahead instead of just three. Yeah, those are kind of the easy things to get rid of, and the game is not... Even when taking out that type of, uh, like, obviously transmitted obstacle, the game is still not easy. Like, it still has, like, a hitch here and there. But those are the things that I found that you could get out of the way to stop yourself from wasting a whole bunch of tries. And then when it came to experimentation, uh, obviously, anytime I got stuck, I would goof around. But the stages in which I found myself experimenting most were the ones that were the shock and awe type stages I mentioned before, like 5-3, where it's like there's so much stuff going on that I'm just going to grab the first heart and do something with it and just see what happens. And a lot of times, the more elements there are in the stage, the more smoothly experimentation works out, just because there's such a fixed space that you can use any given element. So when the stage is cluttered, generally speaking, there's a trend that um, the puzzles you encounter will be much more self-contained, and doing the immediately good thing is more likely to be okay. 
Yeah, exactly. You don't have to think about where you're going with it. Just say, I'll do this. See what happens. The aerotile one that Xanrio mentioned from pretty late on is kind of like that, where you can just save up the aerotile power-ups, and uh, if you happen to see upcoming an aerotile trap, you can use it there and just wait until you get to that point. Yeah, that's pretty much how I approach that stage. Unless you just save them until there's a point where you absolutely cannot progress. Yeah. Without using one of them. And there's only a couple... Yeah, there are a couple ways to use the arrow power-ups and screw yourself over, but I think generally you can see your way out of any arrow pattern in that stage. Yeah, the arrow tiles are just so annoying to look at. (laughs) That's really a a very weirdly chosen design element. (laughs) It's better than the currents, which have no indication. Yeah, that's kind of goofy too, but... There's, um, one stage that got me was, what was it? Uh, 6-4 is a good current level. Oh, and there are two in a row, 6-4 and 6-5. Yeah, 6-4, friggin' 6-4. It took me forever to realize that solution because the game doesn't tell you that there are currents. But if, if there was, like, an obvious flow to the water, then the solution would be ruined right then and there. But if you try to use the... Snaky as a bridge, then you'll figure out that there's a current. I guess that's how I came across it. Okay. Next, a look at progression through the entirety of Adventures of Lolo. How do you get from one stage to the next? Dev.mag had this interesting series of articles on puzzles and uh, they brought in a bunch of different puzzle game designers. And there's this one guy, Ted Lauterbach, who developed this game called Sutef. Uh, it's fetus backwards, and it's actually pretty gross. Oh. I suggest no one watch any video of it, because it's super gross. I'm watching what is it, like Super Meat Boy? Yeah, it's like Super Meat Boy, actually. No, it's like Ocarina of Time. He's oh. got a grappling hook. Yeah, that's one of the main main uh, gimmicks. And Dev.Mag says, What process do you follow to design puzzles? And Ted has a bunch of interesting things to say on how he, uh, how he constructs levels. But one point in specific I thought was interesting, especially in respect with Lolo, was uh, he, he says, My puzzle design is always dictated by the mechanics. I'll develop a gameplay mechanic, such as a grappling hook, after one or two puzzles that have introduced the player to the mechanic, the next step is combining the mechanic with old mechanics. You use the grappling hook to pull and manipulate boxes, which until now the player could only push. So, uh, Ted Latterback is speaking to the concept of, like, the game introduces new elements in isolation before bringing them in with other elements. Like, you use the grappling hook on it on its own, and then you use it with a box. I told you it was a green of time. I guess that is... Ocarina of Time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, does Adventures of Lolo do this? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'd say so. And so what was a mechanic that Adventures of Lolo introduced by its lonesome before using Current. it long? Enemies? Everything. The Current. The, the game elements are kind of limited in Lolo, so kind of has to put them together to make new stuff. Actually, not a lot of things are introduced in isolation, are they? No. I was I was just looking over that this morning. Uh, most of the levels have a bunch of junk in them. Like, Lolo's too simple to introduce one element at a time, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure it's too simple, but that's just not the direction they went. Like, they never tried to hit you with a level that's just 9,000 skulls. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, well, I mean, like, 9-3 or whatever has a whole bunch of sleepers, but... I think one of the easiest levels for talking about this is 2-3, the level that introduces the Don Medusa, and it's there along with blocks, and you've used blocks before, so it's pretty evident how to use them in relation to the Don Medusa, but you could also just have a level that's 
just a Damadusa going back and forth, and you have to get out of its way. Yeah, so there's yeah. always going to be emerald framers around. The thing is, you can, I don't know, the extent to which you consider an element in isolation is determined by what you consider the base elements of the game, I guess. Because if you really wanted to get down to it, well, uh, Don Medusa being introduced in isolation would be an empty level with just a Don Medusa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. You have heart framers here, and you have cover. So, I don't know, are boxes an extra element? That's that's pretty cool. Well, I think not the boxes, but anything... I think every level has something you can push. You know what threw me off about this level? What? One, two, three? I, yeah. I, I, you know, I did not think that you could walk in the treasure tile before it was open. Oh. Can you walk on it <laughs> yeah. after it's open? <laughs> what? Can you walk on it after discovery. it's open? Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> How else can you get the key? You asked for it nicely. So I, I thought that the boxes there were just stuck in the corner there just for, you know, decoration or whatever. So I was, you know, running around so hard trying to get those heart framers before Don could catch me, but. <laughs> Don. Well, it can't catch you. If it sees you, it will kill you. I, I noticed. <laughs> I was hoping maybe I could, you know, just sort of casually grab the heart framer as, you know, he waddles off to the other side of the screen, but. But I really. Or if you're in a sign of sight. I would say that, yeah, this... I would go as far as to say this is not in isolation, not because of whether or not we want to try to say that the boxes are a fundamental element of the game or not, but because you can complete this level without learning how Don Medusas work. Well, like, a key element of how Don Medusas work versus, for instance, how dragons work is that you can't dodge their projectile attack. Like, if you get caught in its line of fire, you automatically die. Not to mention that it shoots stuff. If you block it with the two blocks just because, hey, it's an enemy moving back and forth, and then go ahead and collect the hearts, you not only won't learn that it shoots, you won't even learn that it holds you still when it shoots either. Yeah. So I would say that doesn't count as isolation at all. That's weird, though, because... I would say Ted Verbinski wouldn't like this level, and he'd give it a zero. As a puzzle. Zero puzzles out of uh, Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 troublesome, because you can't... Then uh, what you're saying is that you need to force the player to die to learn what the Don Medusa does. And that's true, but also uh, lots of people don't like that when that happens in games. Or in yeah. real life. Or in real life, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, alright. That's why I... Well, this is a personal point, but if I was designing a game like this, I'd use decoys, and it'd, it'd be it'd be like a target practice for the enemies, and you get to see what what happens when you get hit without dying. So you'd have like a, a cardboard cutout of Lolo set up at the bottom <laughs> and have the dominoes to shoot it? Yeah, or like a moving cardboard cutout because then you'd have to demonstrate that it holds Lolo still when it before it kills it. Okay. Yeah, that's a much better idea than everything where you have to get killed to see what it does. Okay. Actually, to that point, Ted Latterbach says, or one of the points he made was that sometimes he had ghosts in levels to show off how certain things worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the idea of the moving cardboard cutout. Unbelievable. But isn't that kind of like a tutorial? Other than a... Well, I guess... Oh, that's yeah. definitely a tutorial, isn't it? Yeah. The word tutorial is thrown around so much, I don't know exactly what it is. It's just like a way to learn a thing, I guess. Uh, isn't that what a tutorial is? Something that yeah. you don't... Or something that teaches you something? Yeah. Doesn't that like well I mean if something teaches you by design, doesn't that kind of make it above a tutorial? Uh, like yeah. a king tutorial? Or like a Not good a, a whaley <laughs> a, a well designed 
a tutorial. Or it, it, I mean, it just be it, it just speaks to a, a better designed game, really. Yeah, well, tutorial, I guess, is something that uh, is yeah outside of that framework, I guess. But I don't know. We have to get into a complicated discussion for this, so yeah, maybe this isn't the time. Yeah. So, Wario fan, I was wondering, do you think that it's uh, necessary for games to introduce elements in isolation, like? <laughs> Or do you think it's possible for a game to still be fun and engaging while introducing multiple concepts at once? You mean like uh, like how how this guy put it, where he had to push blocks before, and then he said, "Oh, now you can grapple the blocks," versus where if he did, where where if you didn't push any blocks, you got the grappling hook and you came across a block and you could push or grapple it. Yeah, if they had introduced the grappling hook and the block pushing in the same puzzle. I I think it's a uh, bigger help if it's arranged the simpler way, the the I guess linear way, the first way. Yeah, where you introduce just one thing at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I um, I'm sure there are games that get away with uh, introducing a ton of elements at once and still end up being uh, fun. Although I can't think of any right now. But. <laughs> I don't know, uh, don't those, uh... Depends how you define an element in its most pure form. Yeah, I, I guess it would depend on, you know, what, what we consider the elements. I know, personally, in RPGs, there tends to be a lot from the get-go, and I instantly feel like I'm drowning in a lot of options, and then I just never get anywhere. I consider the rule for action games that if you don't introduce two things at once, then the game is boring. Oh, so, uh, have you seen such an action game that was boring? Yeah, sure, lots of action games are boring. I, I mean, just like, one off the top of your head. Let's see. Shatterhand. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shatterhand is really, like, strict on having one enemy at a time, or one type of enemy at a time. Yeah, and, that is... Um. By the time you get any option or anything like that, you've already been introduced to any enemies that you're going to use it on. And there aren't platforming, or if there are platforming elements, they're always used with enemies you've already been introduced to, I think. There there are probably exceptions to it, but generally speaking, it's a a one-at-a-time game. Why is it it so difficult? Is it difficult? Did you beat it? I didn't I beat the last level because it was lame, but <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, it's not difficult to figure out how to beat the last level. It was one of those things where there were lots of really strict one-pixel jumps and stuff you had to make. That one jump with the fence over the... Yeah, exactly. There was lots of stuff like that. <laughs> how many tiles down am I from the <laughs> ceiling? Let's uh, count the bricks. <laughs> I think um, personally I thought Shatterhand got away with it because the enemies tended well there were a couple of complicated enemies where I didn't mind that but I certainly see where you're going with that yeah Shouty do you think that it's necessary for games to introduce elements in isolation is it necessary well, necessary for what like if you if a game introduces two elements at once, do you think that's fair? What is fair? <laughs> <laughs> How do you define fairness in a one-player game? I see. So like, how, like, what's the frustration threshold of the average player? I, I just That'll... personally for you. Oh, all right. No, I think I would get the hang of things and still have, inter- and still be entertained by a game, even if it throws all these elements at me, depending on the context. You'd, you'd be up for the challenge? Yeah. Depending. Okay. I think I could parse things. I'm of that skill level, personally. Did anyone else have any thoughts regarding that uh, quote? No. I was really expecting something more Freudian than this. Freudian? Oh, because fetus? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to have disappointed. Yeah. I'm sure Ted is, too. I mean, Theodore. I don't think Ted's a very good name, for the record. 
<laughs> so you don't like the name of, of like, the, the, the place where they hold all those conferences? Oh, uh, no. I certainly don't. I'm certainly not a fan of TED Talks, if that's what you're asking me. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. It is worth noting that he's saying this in relation to puzzle games and Yeah, know. I know. I think that's the difference. I think there is a distinction there that like with puzzle games introducing two things at once may be too much. Uh it's hard to say. I was also wondering on four or five, uh is there any reason that's a Don Medusa? I, I don't it's, think it so. looks like a king and queen to me. Oh, that's what? This game has a lot of... I didn't realize they were like, male and female. Well, I, I think it's just uh, just to simulate the appearance of a, of a courtroom or something. <laughs> a courtroom? I mean, the, the, the throne room. Oh, okay. Yeah, this yeah. game has a lot of imagery in regards to throne rooms and Christianity. <laughs> and I don't think I've picked up... Garden of Eden... <laughs> Well, give me some, give me a Christian level. I don't think I picked that up. <laughs> yeah, Christian level is obviously four too. Well, the, the realm where Lolo and Lala uh, hail from are, is called Edenland. Yeah. So. Well, that's oh. not a that's not a stage though. <laughs> it's not a legitimate stage in the game, so clearly you can just throw that out the window. It was only in the manual. Who even reads the manual? There's a swastika stage. 4 1. I mean, I'm, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, a manji? We'll go with swastika. We'll go with what manji. About Wheel? We're not playing. If we were playing Eggerland, I'd give you manji, but we're playing Adventures of Lolo, so it's swastika. <laughs> <laughs> Every level in Lolo 1 was a uh, level in a previous Eggerland, unchanged for this yes. release. <laughs> That's what they did. Because they're lazy. There are like over a hundred levels in Niggerland. Also, it's like the, uh, we get the, like, choice cut. Oh, that's cool. The, you know, yeah. the director's cut. They yeah, put out all the really bad trial and error water levels. I'm just looking back through all the levels for patterns that I didn't see before. Patterns like, uh, in, like, symbols? Yeah, symbols. Five ones an hourglass. Are you gonna write a dissertation on this? Sorry? Are you gonna write a dissertation on this? Yeah, I am. I already have. It's a bit late to be researching it then. (laughs) I just winged it, uh, the first time. (laughs) 4-2 is, uh, shaped like Lolo. I thought it was a skull, but yeah, you're right, it is Lolo. Yeah, me too, I thought it was a skull as well, but. You know, the, a skull with headphones. Yeah, like the the green eyes threw me off. They should have just made it into quicksand and made the solution more difficult. Oh God! Yeah, there's an occurrence of grass that uh, matters a whole lot. Yeah, that <laughs> that really should just be brick. That's distracting. I think it's just supposed to simulate, you know, uh, uh, desert the uh, deserted islands. You know, deserted yeah. islands don't have grass. A deserted island in the middle of a castle. <laughs> yeah, that would have grass. He's right. <laughs> Although, uh, should we be concerned that, that uh, King Ager has a floor shaped like his uh, enemy here? I designed <laughs> yeah. this after you. Well, maybe it's it's shaped like Lala. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And, and yeah. he just couldn't find any pink tiles. <laughs> well, I can't find any. I, I mean, he could fill it with Don Medusa's. <laughs> Sanrio, I know you got this one. How does a transistor work? It's transit. Okay, that's, that's, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Um, Wario fan, how does a transistor work? I, I imagine it works very much like a bastion. Ooh! <laughs> I was gonna make that joke. I guess it was bound to happen. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, that's good. Shouty? Transistors? Uh, how do they work? Uh, I don't want to answer this. 
Because <laughs> Mario Fan already stole my answer. Stole it or made it better? <laughs> made it worse. <laughs> well, you can use transistors to amplify, so. He, that, uh, is relevant. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yourself, do you know how a transistor works? Vaguely. You use an input voltage to control the uh, gain, which is like uh, an amplification of current. Yeah, that I I got that, and then I got that like you use how you pull electrons, um, like have a negative pull against a positive pull, and then somehow that's like a roller coaster. But, You're gambling my level of knowledge. I know the practical usage of a transistor. <laughs> yeah, that's... I didn't get much beyond that. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, I know what one looks like. Oh, yeah, I've, Wikipedia I've has pictures. put them into systems before. <laughs> oh, you have? Yeah, because I've built boards before for work. Okay. So... Uh, any final words yourself? Uh, no, I never have any final words. Uh, Shouty, any final words? I can't find mine. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Wario fan, do you know what Shouty's final words were? I think it was, uh, gonna say, um, that he looks very much forward to playing, uh, uh, the rest of the Lolo series in every Hail game on the NES. <laughs> It does sound like something. Yeah, because Air Fortress is a great game. Has great music. A great game. There's Um, nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Well, we are the Hal Commune, so. (laughs) I can't let you do that. Is Enrio any final words? What? What? Yes, yes. Um, Okay. What's your set? It might just be a half one. It might just be a what? Half one. Half one. Half one. Half one? Well, well, what half is step. it? No, uh, half step. Oh, oh, because, yes. Like half step in the game. Aha, getting caught on a ledge, yes. Yeah, I got yes. it. Yes. Alright, that's a, that's a suitable final word, I think. That sums up the, our discussion. Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> All music in this podcast was from Adventures of Lolo. I'm pretty sure it's from the Game Boy version, actually. Anyway, I'll leave you with this final thought. How important is variety in a puzzle game? Many potentially interesting enemies, like the Almas, were only used in a handful of stages, while Medusas were in over 20 stages out of the 50 available. Was the Alma done in justice? Or would it be inappropriate for such a deadly enemy to appear more than a few times? Hello? Hello? Ah, hey. Hello. <clears throat> okay, I got two tough questions for you. First off, uh, A, how are you doing, Mario fan? I, well, uh, gosh. <laughs> 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 You know, that's that's the tr- trickiest question I've had all day. <laughs> uh, so you're disoriented? Yeah, I'm incredibly disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> Your mic quality sounds better than usual. <laughs> that's so odd. Why it's would like I'm be? in the room with Wario, fam. <laughs> but you are. I'm looking at you. Face to face. Inches away. <laughs> And, uh, um, <laughs> what games have you played recently? Uh, uh, oh, 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 I know this one. I know the answer <laughs> to this one. It's, uh, it's, it's Donkey Kong. Oh, Tropical, or wait, was it Returns or Tropical Freeze? Tropical Freeze. Okay. How far are you? I am on World 6. I know what make you of it? I I like how pretty it is. And I like well, how Game Boy Retro is pretty. What? 
a game by Retro is pretty. I know, it's it's stunning. A first for Retro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They've been doing nothing but making Nintendo 64 graphics since Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so is that like when people played Metroid Prime and they said, this must have been the lost N64 Metroid game? And Retro was like, no, this is actually our GameCube game. <laughs> that was basically it. I mean, that was a very embarrassing E3. <laughs> they actually had a lot of issues with Metroid Prime because they went over budget a lot. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. But it was worth it. Nimon had to come in there and straighten them out. Uh, so... Tropical Freeze is pretty, but how do you like the uh, gameplay? Uh, it's very David Wise. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that as a factor now. <laughs> this isn't a rhythm game. Where is it? I'm I'm pretty sure it is. I I only moved yeah. in time to uh, Stickerbush Symphony. Yeah, and whenever you hear those screechy pan flutes, you just die. <laughs> or I roll, you know. That's... My ears die a little bit. <laughs> I thought that that was Jungle Beat. Oh, oh well. yeah. No, but 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 for serious, it's it's really fluid, and I like that. All right. I like how Donkey Kong moves like a frightened zoo animal whenever you try to get him to run. You mean like how he starts up? Yeah. Or like how he stops and how he turns back and forth. His, he, his animation is very lively, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, he did just get blown away, uh, you know, five islands away from his home, so you know, I'm sure he's a little scared. <laughs> that can't be the worst thing that's happened to Donkey Kong. Let's be realistic. <laughs> Does he like go into outer space at the end of Returns? Oh yeah, or he goes very well, high up at least. You you basically ruined the game for everybody who hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so when Tupac listens to this, he's going to be very upset. 